Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. Could Ari Melber and I do something together? A little Q&A? Like, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Who are you? Yeah, a little debate. That would be the cue. I just don't, I don't think it's for me. Well, mostly because you don't travel. And I think well, I this don't is... speak. I speak every day. S- I don't... Siliza has talked about this. I think he's done these where you get flown down and, and yeah. style. Yeah. And, and you, you, and you make... make a bunch of dough. Yeah. I, I think you should just I'm have not... Jared right back with the most ridiculous demands <laughs> and just see what happens. <laughs> see if they come up with any offer. Two million dollars <laughs> net. <laughs> I don't want to do it. The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. Jared, in fact, sent me an email with $2 million net <laughs> and with luxury suites in yeah. hotels, not just for me, but for my friends <laughs> and all sorts of things that if they would actually give me this, I would be forced to do it and I don't want to do it. So I'm not going to be specific. Press send. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to do it. Jared. Specific. But Jared gave me a whole list of things I should ask. For. It's fantastic. Um, okay, we are going to do brackets today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. That's essentially, we're going to do an open today. It's then the brackets. most wonderful time. Right, of the year. Now, can you explain your conundrum? Uh, yes, and before I do this, I'd like to thank Mike Crowley for offering counsel over the weekend. Uh, so as in, everyone knows, we've done ESPN-hosted tournament challenges in the past. We will have a Tony Kornheiser Show 2023 challenge available for any listeners who would like to play. It is password protected. It's simple, Tony K. I don't think it is case-sensitive, but Tony K will get you in. As you know, I have to input all of the brackets that we get on the show and that you get sent to you. So I need to create a separate account that will have up to 2025. In years past, I've allowed all of those to go into the main feed, but it then becomes a little bit too large and it becomes hard to recognize, you know, fun names, people who do well. So doesn't Rocky Rakovic always rate the names? Yeah, I always send this Look forward to that email. Yes. Yeah, right. So save some time. Yeah, yeah. no. So Tony Kornheiser Show 2023, uh, search it and uh, we'll make sure it's, uh, it's easy to join. We'll try and get every as many people as possible. Yep. Um, I have a gift for the winner. I have a gift for the winner. Uh, I, I'll, let me tell this story now. Is it size 10 and a half? No, it's size 42 <laughs> long. I have a gift for the winner, and this is the story I'm going to tell. I went out to Delaware um, Friday and Saturday. Came back Saturday for reasons that I'm not going to go into here, but the weather was terrible. There was no golf available to me. It was available to me. It was 41 degrees, steady 25 an hour, 25 mile an hour wind, and spitting rain. And I, I'm sorry. And that I, feels worse out there. Yeah, I just wasn't going to go out and play. I wasn't going to do that. So I did that thing that I occasionally do, which is I go to an outlet. Okay? And I go to the Brooks Brothers outlet. Sure. And every single time I'm out there at the Brooks Brothers outlet, I go to the clearance rack. And I see, what can I get? Can I get myself a sport jacket? I have come back, the past four times I've been out there, I've come back with sport jackets. I came back with a blue sport jacket. I came back with a dotted sport jacket that you describe as somebody from the 80s. Hmm. It's sort of a beige with, with... Is that the Marv Albert coat? Yeah, the Marv Albert coat from the 80s. Oh, right, yes. I've come back with a gray, uh, a gray jacket, a gray sport jacket, a pattern very... Not subtle, but small gray pattern jacket. And I came back once with a suit jacket, a gray pinstripe. The pants didn't come, just the jacket. So I am one of those people who is, as my son will tell you, 
addicted to bargains on things I want. It's all, it's not like we have a clothing deal for you. No, no. I, yeah, we do, but they forgot to give it to me for the last 10 years. Anyway, <laughs> so I go out there and I look on the clearance rack. And there's a woman who helps me because she knows exactly what I'm doing. And she gets a big kick out of the fact that these jackets go on the air. And I went out there and I went, I, there were two things I bought. One was a sport coat, which is actually a suit jacket, actually a suit jacket, but the pants were not available. This retailed- Separates. Well, I think they came together. I mean, you could buy them separately, but I think it was- Hypothetically, they came together for you, separate. Right. Yeah, because it was on the clearance rack. So it listed at $630. It was a suit for $630. I don't know what year it was $630. I have no idea. But it was out there. It was the only 42 long there. The only 42 long there. I tried it on. It's got a pattern. It's a gray, and it's got a pattern to it. And it was, it was then cut down to one fifty nine ninety nine. Then there was an additional 25% off. Sure, this is the okay. Safeway pricing. Yes. Then there was additional 25% off the clearance rack. And then I asked the lady who was checking me in and checking me out. I said, I got a 10% off here because I just went to Nautica and bought a bathing suit. There you go. And they gave me a 10% off. And she said, I think we can do better than that. And I got a 15% off oof, oof, oof. From, the, from the mall itself. So this coat cost me about... A hundred bucks. A little over a hundred. Now, what's the price of the upkeep on the second home? Did you, <laughs> did you laugh at me when I told you about this? What, I, I live for these stories. Now, when you go, do you track the sun just to see how damaged the product is before right. you go to the checkout? Sun damaged. Orange pants is our cool, right? The pants they were started sun damaged. Orange. The pants were sun Creepsicle. damaged. But no, no, these are not sun damaged at all. They're in the back. And then because I was doing so well, I said, got any sweaters? Uh, there we go. So there was a table full of sweaters, and these were wool sweaters. And I respect wool. You know, I mean, thick wool. I respect thick wool. And it was a quarter zip um, Brooks Brothers. It did not have, uh, for those of you familiar with the labels, Brooks Brothers' most common label is it's got a big sheep with a lot of wool hanging in that thing that they hang sheep in to weigh them. Yeah. That's their logo. That's the Brooks Brothers logo. Would you say that this logo was cut out? From the sweater? Yeah. It's just I don't think it was ever on the sweater. I'm happy to... Because I'm not a logo guy. Except Johnny O. Well, Except Johnny O. Johnny O. I'm not a logo guy to begin with. So, I like... I prefer when t-shirts... I just prefer nothing on the t-shirt. Certainly no pocket. I don't want a pocket, and I don't want it to say, you know... Bill's Bar and Grill on the back, Margarita's two bucks. I don't, I don't want any. I don't want to be a human advertiser. I don't want to do that. So I looked at this sweater. It was pretty nice. I didn't bother to try it on. It was $180, and it was down to, I don't know, $60, $70. And then with all of my discounts, I walked out of the store for about 160 bucks with a sweater and a jacket. And so, and so in the interest of rotational clothing... I'm going to give away one of my sport coats. I'm going to give away a Brooks Brothers sport coat to the winner. Now, it's 42 long. That's the way it is. That's what I wear. It's, the, it's a gray one in the back. That's what you did oh, wear. No, I still wear 42 long. Mm-hmm. It's a little big on me, but I still wear I've, I've actually gained some weight. I'm up to about 180 pounds. I was down as low as 160. Oh, we'll cheer you on like we do for the boys and they <laughs> get over 40 pounds. Yeah, about 180. So, I'm, you know, I, I think I'm all right with that. Although it's all in my belly. Are you drinking chocolate milk at dinner? No, I'm not doing that. Okay. Like the, not like the boys. Wait, so we give Bootsy what we call coffee drink because he was not gaining a lot of weight. And this is essentially chocolate milk. 
Yeah. So he asked for chocolate milk over the weekend, and we just give him this this just complete look of shock. So you've been having this every day for the last couple of years. He had no idea. What did he think it was? Coffee drink. So we th- we're afraid oh. he's been going around telling like his teachers and friends, like, yeah, I drink a cup of coffee every night at dinner. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's funny. So I have this jacket I'm going to give away. I'm going to s- sort of patch the new one in and give an old one away. And by old, I mean, I've, I've worn, during the pandemic, I've worn this, essentially the same clothes. I mean, there's a lot of them, but essentially the same clothes every day. So this one is going to be given away. That goes to the winner. Whether we'll put it in a box, I guess, or a bag or something, and we'll send it. Sure. You know, I'll do all that, but it's 42 long. Sorry. So if it doesn't fit you. know, you know If it doesn't fit you or anyone in your family, sell it. If the winner is within 30 miles of my house, I'll drive it to you. Okay. And it's, <laughs> it, it, it has, it's a Brooks Brothers jacket. Right. Game so, worn. Game worn Brooks Brothers jacket. Yeah. From Brett Wiskins. Well, Tony and gang, I made it home from Miami in the Good Vibrations cruise late last night. From start to finish, it was the most memorable and historical musical five days of my career. I met every artist on the bill, took photos with hundreds of fans, and performed some incredible shows in front of music-loving humans. But the greatest moment had to be from night one, when I was watching the Beach Boys from the side of the pool deck stage. The show was just about to wrap up when the band kicked into Barbara Ann and John Stamos came to our side of the stage and pointed at me and my music buddy Steve Everett, also performing on the cruise from Nashville, and his girlfriend Talia to join them. We looked behind us thinking there must be some mistake, he can't be talking to us. But after he pointed and yelled, get up here one more time, we went for it. <laughs> I was center stage, literally sharing a mic with John at one point, rubbing elbows with Mike Love and Bruce Johnson and Mark McGrath. Kids' dreams do come true. Some pics in a video to prove it. I'm the one in the red bandana smiling from ear to ear. I like to think it happened because you brought me some good mojo by talking about it last week. Thank you. Still reeling from the feeling, Brett Wiskins, Chuck and Roxy, show 116. And we got pictures here. We got pictures. It's really sort of cool. Isn't that cool? It's really sort of cool. Singing Barbara and with some actual Beach Boys. That's fantastic. From Lee Steinberg, who we talked about the other day. Not that Lee Steinberg. In fact, a different gender Lee Steinberg. Right. P.S., I never did end up dating a varsity Dartmouth basketball player. She was the girl whose family goes to Penn basketball. Goes to all the Penn games her whole life. Right. Right? Her father's name is Sid, I believe, if I have that oh, right. I think, I think you might be right, yes. Still I, looking for those good seats. I never did, yeah. They're, they're, they're still in the no-cushioned bleachers. I never Plus did end up, some uncomfortable seats. If- I never did end up dating a varsity Dartmouth basketball player, but I'm still happily with the star of the championship intramural team, Max Canefield, who Michael coached on the Murray golf team. Or as Michael called him on the pot a year or so ago, a strong lefty. What? He can move the ball. What? Had some speed at the bottom. What? That brings me great, just great joy, good memories driving down to East Potomac Park. How is this possible? <laughs> it's amazing. From Clay Mason, as the official private investigator of the Tony Kornheiser show, I did some investigative work into Chessie's regularity. By the way, three poops and three walks yesterday. Today was a three make walk three. this morning. One poop making walk today. You saw, I saw it. it. You saw it live. It. Saw it live, making walk. Good. I did some investigative work into Chessie's regularity, as so happens the woman I'm related to by marriage is a veterinarian. Auburn University, class of 86. The first thing she said when I described Chessie's issue is, so what? Then there's nothing to worry about. If you want, you can add some probiotic to her diet available for dogs from your local vet. Maybe get some science diet for senior dogs. No yogurt. It works the opposite of what you're trying to achieve. On the former topic of what my dog ate, once he ate an entire two-pound bag of foil-wrapped chocolate mint bell-shaped candies. Being married to a vet, I was able to make him give those back, as it were, by inducing him to throw up with hydrogen peroxide. By the way, Chessie was out in Delaware 
for no more than 48 hours, probably less yeah. than 48 hours, probably significantly less, probably 24 30, yeah, hours. 30 hours. Yeah. And Including I gave her an old time. Frisbee. Mm-hmm. She has vomited up that Frisbee <laughs> yesterday and today. Yeah, she knows what she likes. <laughs> She's never learned. She's vomited up. It's the gray Frisbee. Yeah, she has a taste She's for it. She's vomited up twice. God. <laughs> Finally, from Clay Mason, thanks for the hours of great stuff, especially late last summer while I recovered from being airlifted to a hospital to remove a saddle thrombosis. Big blood clots in my lungs, one of which was 10 inches long. Good thing I have Blue Cross Anthem and not Cigna. Why not? Again, Cigna. Calculated indifference gives no aid. <laughs> From Dr. Mark Wysocki in Asheville, North Carolina. An actual veterinarian. I can't believe you haven't gotten 100 emails from veterinarians. My two cents are that she may be experiencing low back or hip pain. She knows she has to go, but she knows it's going to be uncomfortable to squat and go. That's why she's taking so long. I'd recommend you talk to her vet about trying her on an anti-inflammatory pain medication. It's normal for a dog to go only once or twice a day, so I wouldn't worry about the frequency. <clears throat> That's good in news. Asheville. Yeah. Where Arch has a home. We love Arch. He knows Arch. Speaking of Arch, the movie that Arch hated, that Anne hated, what is it, everything all the time at once? Everything, everywhere, all at once. It won everything. Yeah, it won seven, I think. It won everything. Is it a a subtitle movie? No. It's in English. It's in English. Yeah. I never saw it. I mean, I think at various points, the subtitles. I have no desire to see it because, because the people I respect the most didn't like it at all. Won everything. Yeah. I didn't watch one it's like the it was like the NBA All Star Game. Man, I watched one minute. Did you watch Michael? <laughs> we I watched about an hour and a half. Yeah, and what, was it good? Jimmy yeah, Kimmel's the, uh, good. Yeah, there Kimmel's, was a, Kimmel's always. There good. was one performance that was out of this world. Uh, not to, not to. Did you see that? I didn't watch one minute. That was the one that won dancing. That yes. one didn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I didn't watch. I didn't watch yeah. it. Yeah, because I'd seen that movie. You didn't like it. No, it was not for me. But congratulations to all who won. Sure. From, absolutely. Yeah. From Nicholas Spodak. I'm a real doctor of veterinary medicine. Dr. Spodak. Believe my cousins went to school with Michael, but I digress. Is that possible? I've been a vet for 15 years and a little for even longer. Huge fan since the first day of PTI. The problem you described with Chessie is probably no problem at all. <clears throat> Three bowel movements a day is more than average. Two is more than okay. At her age, subtle behavior changes are common. I'd have her on a senior diet as she is eight now, I believe you said, and I would have yearly blood work done at your regular veterinarian. Watch for subtle weight loss and change in appetite. Also, at her age, she could be having some subclinical arthritis, making it uncomfortable when she postures to pass a BM, forcing her to take a lot longer. Getting her on a high-quality joint supplement might be a good idea. Hope this helps. Cannot believe my first email to you is about dog poop. Nick. (laughs) So we have essentially three different people saying essentially the same thing, all vets saying, don't worry about this. It's not a big deal, but it may be an arthritis yeah, condition about her coming hips. on. Yeah, I mean, that happens and at her age, and it might be difficult for her to squat down, although it didn't appear to be difficult today. No. She had a good day today. She did. Oh, can I take a second to thank all the littles who reached out to me personally on Twitter and sent us emails about the passing of Bud Grant. They wanted to check in oh, and yeah, see how yeah. Reginald was doing. Yeah, they were pals. Yeah, they were. You know, in Bud's honor, Reginald will go out today and ice fish in his shirt sleeves, but it won't bother him because he's a monkey. <laughs> exactly. Um, the Players' Championship. It was a romp for Scotty Scheffler. Everybody, every, people tried to win and failed to win. 
you know, they, they went in the water. They tried to catch him. Yeah, that, they that were is four, the, five, that is the six design down. of this golf course when the pressure gets ratcheted up. If you, if you're, when you zoom out with Scotty Scheffler's career, you're going to look at this 14-month stretch. And it's, it's not even the titles that he's winning. It's just the purse sizes for the events that he's happening to play the best. And he, he was not really pressured after, I'd say, the seventh hole. I mean, And he went birdie, birdie, birdie at one point. Yeah, and the, his short I mean, short he went game, into the back nine up six. I mean, every, you oh, look at the way he, wow. he drives the ball and you think that's his strength, and you just watch him. He holds out from everywhere. It's like uh, what Jordan Spieth was doing a couple of years back. Minwoo Lee is a star. What did you think of his outfit yesterday? Loved it. The mock tee. Loved it. Circuit Tiger Apparently his, his sister is the U.S. Yeah. women's champ. Stud, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they, they ha- I was talking or uh, texting with Claude about this. They have to play together because there's going to be a, a paired event uh, in, in this new calendar. Yeah, we're going to watch that. That's going to be a cool event. Uh, but with the, the short mullet, the uh, the mustache and the David Duval Oakleys, everything, and he comes out. He's hitting, he's also he's built. He's hitting driving iron that a, a ball speed off. It's just below tour average with a driver. So uh, it it was fun to watch him, uh, and it's it's an event that you don't really know what to make of it because it's decidedly not a major, but it's beautiful to watch on TV. I mean, just to watch the back and forth of the the drama of the sixteenth, seventeenth hole, the eighteenth hole. They're all there. They're all happen. right together. The greens are, you know, the 16 green and 18 green sort of form a horseshoe and 17 is the island green. Yeah, and, you're, and you're, it's okay for this to be a made for sort of TV and, and it's sort of the viewing spectacle. I had a friend who was down there for the hole-in-one. Uh, it was Three different hole-in-ones. Yeah. So it, it was great to watch. Uh, you look at... But there's no drama. Yeah. I mean, the biggest, no the biggest drama is the, the comments that Rory's making after he misses the cut. And then you look at Sunday where they're playing the optimum Rory commercial every commercial break, and he's getting a ton of airtime, but talking about how the pressures of sort of the live drama off the course is taken away from his ability to practice. Oh, he involved himself. I mean, I, I, I'm beginning to get tired of Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy, yeah, is – and, you know, and I think he's been articulate and strong about his opinions – but I don't know how he sleeps at night, cutting out so many people from all of these events who are his fellow tour pros. I really don't. I mean, he railed against no cut, and he railed against abbreviated fields. And now he has endorsed abbreviated fields and no cut. And I don't know how he sleeps at night. We'll take a break. Michael Wilbon will join us when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You're listening to the Tony Kornheiser Show. This is a song called My Favorite Place by a woman named Daisy K. Meadows. She writes, I'm a singer-songwriter from Carroll County, Maryland. I would love to be considered to have some of my music played on the show as I've really been enjoying the artists I've heard played so far. It's called My Favorite Place. She's pretty good. Plays in Michael Wilbon. And we are going to start with the brackets with Michael Wilbon, who has a team in. 
It doesn't often happen, only twice ever, that his team is in. They are a seven-seed Northwestern. They are playing Boise State. They are in the Western Regional. They're going to play this game in Sacramento. And Boise State's probably going to have as many fans as Northwestern is. And I guess, well, I guess we'll get to that. We'll just start top right with the Houston bracket and advise people that Wilbon has to make difficult decisions here about his team. Let's start with the Houston bracket. Do you have any upsets at all in the first round? Um, let's see. Tony, uh, no, I guess if, if I've got Iowa, Iowa's the eight seed, right? The eight. I, I can hardly read the fine print here. Um, no, I guess I don't. I, I, you know, I thought about taking Drake, but I can't take Drake. I thought about taking, I don't even know who Mississippi and, or State or Pitt don't know what the you know winning situation is going to be there, so I don't, up in that top quadrant, um, I I do have Penn State. I was going to ask you that because Penn State comes in hot and they're a Big Ten team. Yeah, I have Penn State, and I, 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 that's the only upset I have up there. Okay, so we'll take it all the way out to the Final Four. Houston, Iowa. Who you like? Oh, Houston. Okay, Houston. you like Houston. Yeah, yeah. Miami, Indiana. Uh, I've got IU, so that's chalky. Okay. Is it? Yeah, they, they're the four. Miami's five. That's right. Yeah. Iowa State, Xavier. I have Xavier and, and you know, as I told you last night, see, these are the places in the bracket where if you're going to go real deep and have a bracket that could maybe win your individual pool, whatever it is, I'm not talking about winning the ESPN pool, but in your office, we used to have great office pools. Uh, we had them at the Washington Post. We had them at PTI. Uh, you know, I, I've 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 done some I've done some pool damage in my day, but what I realized is games like that. I used to have I used to actually know who was playing. Yeah, it's tough. To I see. knew who the good freshmen were, who the good senior backcourts were, who might beat you. I I don't know any of that anymore. Um, none of it. I don't watch enough college basketball to have any sense of that anymore. And 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 the other thing is, kids don't stay long enough to know anymore. It's not like you're going to get Caitlin Clark popping up. Uh, team who's there for you know the whole time so again this is something i've said a thousand times before and i'll say it again i knew when chris corciani got a haircut when they were on all the time when he was on nc state and he played four years right mike you knew everybody yeah, yeah. i was saying now you're going to tell people who chris corciani was because yeah. i don't know who his butt is anymore but yeah, so. but yeah yeah you, you, now there's no i don't i don't really have any sense of that so when i was going through this i was like oh my god i have no idea who's on most of these teams now because college basketball for me is about a four-week sport yeah so so who would you pick in penn state texas just blind i have texas i, I, I did because of sarah because of sarah eckert my my dear assistant uh is longhorn okay um, i watch she watches every possession of every game fanatically and obsessively um I, I now I'm just standing around and Texas is on sometime and I go, look at this, okay? I know this kid now. So Texas, I actually have watched and do know, and I have a Texas Houston regional final. And who you got in that? Houston. I'm going to very chalky there. You know, I like Texas because of what they did twice to Kansas, and I like Texas because they fired a coach and they gave this other guy the team, yeah. and the other guy's doing well. So I like Texas. So we'll see what happens. All right, let's move down to your bracket. That's the Kansas bracket. What do you got in the first round? Any well, upsets? I got, I got, you know, 
Kansas and Arizona. It's very chalky. St. Mary. I got Iona winning and beating UConn. I got Rick Pitino winning a game. That's just because I actually do know something about the only thing I know about them is Rick Pitino. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually do have Rick Pitino winning that game, and that's a crazy upset. It's probably stupid to pick that 13 over 4. Um, I was going to pick against TCU, but actually, TCU will get one of the few teams I know. Um, look, I, I don't know that we can beat Boise State. I mean, we've lost four out of five games, Northwestern. We um, don't like the way we've played in those games uh, for the most part. We won one game in the last couple of weeks. Rutgers. That was at Rutgers. To keep, probably keep Rutgers out of the tournament. Agreed. Out. Agreed. Uh, and, you know, we've lost four out of five. Two of those games in overtime to Penn State. Now, both games in overtime. And, and, and you know, I wanted to go crazy because, but then I see, you know, Penn State almost beat Purdue. That's right. And I'm like, well, okay, maybe I shouldn't go nuts. But I'm going to pick up to beat Boise State. I, I can't be at that game as close as I am to Sacramento because I'm not clear to travel yet. But I'm going to pick us to beat Penn State. I mean, I have to pick us to, to, to win and beat Boise State, which is chalky too, uh, and get a rematch against Gonzaga. And nobody will know what that means except me. Uh, but in 2017, the only other time we were in the tournament, we were down 20 against Gonzaga, which was the number one seed and the, favorite, the number one tournament seed in Salt Lake City. And we stormed back to, at the end of that game, get hosed, and we had them on the ropes. I, I really believe, and this is where Northwestern, the only the chances we have when our kids are underdogs and they know it, and they're told it, and everybody says, oh, yeah, 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 you, you, you're in the tournament again, right? Uh-huh, yeah, sure, what are you doing? That's when we take people out. We can take somebody out. And so I got a rematch, Gonzaga, Northwestern. You've got Northwestern taking out a two-seed, UCLA. Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure that people yeah. understand this. Of course, it's just stupid. Okay. Um, I have a, uh, you know, we, we took out, a, we, we outplayed the one seed that year. By the way, UCLA, Arizona was one hell of a game. Yeah. Hell of a game. UCLA, uh, UCLA got a lot of pieces. They, 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 you know, UCLA, I do, I'm going my bracket. UCLA could, could really win the region. Who do you they have at the, the top of this region with Kansas and Arkansas? Uh, I have uh, Arkansas beating Kansas. And no, 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 I have St. Mary's beating Kansas. Okay, you have St. Mary's. I have St. Mary beating Kansas, and I have uh, Gonzaga beating St. Mary. You have Gonzaga in the Final Four? Yes. In a year when they had about five or six losses and nobody's paid attention to them, they may um, be the right pick for you, right? I, I don't know about right pick, but I'm, I'm not going to just go with the number one seed. In each okay. Region. I'm not going to go for a defensive for a back-to-back championship for Kansas, who I like, Bill Self, who I know and like, uh, and Kansas, obviously. The, the, the kid they got, Jalen Wilson is his name? Uh, whew, wow. He's the freshman guard? I, I'm not going to say he's as good as the kid from Alabama. Right. But Brandon Miller. But Brandon Miller, Brandon Miller from what I've seen, again, it's a four-week season for me. But all I've done... Says I can't even move. Is sit in front of TV um, and watch have food passed in front of me for four weeks and watch basketball, both pro and college. 
And the most, the, 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 the person who, who made me go, who, as much as anybody, Brandon not named Steph Curry. Is Brandon Miller. Is Brandon Miller. I agree. I agree. I agree. All right, let's go to that region. Who you got in that first round in the... Well, I got, I got you know, I, I don't have any... Is it Chalky? Uh, I got San Diego State. I don't know who the 8-9 is there. Uh, uh, it's Maryland. Maryland, West uh, Virginia. Uh, uh, oh, I got Maryland. Okay. Uh, San Diego State, UVA, Creighton. I think Creighton's like UCLA. Creighton had everything coming into the season to be able to to get to the Final Four, and now you look at them and go, okay, okay, they had a kind of a disappointing regular season, so I'm going to go with them. But Creighton, Baylor, Utah State, Arizona. I got Utah State beating Missouri. Okay. Alabama, Maryland, I'm sure you have Alabama. I got Alabama. I, I, I'm, I just talked about the player I think is the best player in the country, right. in the country. Right. San Diego so, State, UVA? San Diego State. Uh, UVA could go out to Furman, but I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with I'm gonna stay with the Cavs. Creighton Baylor. Yeah, Creighton. I think yeah, that's Creighton. fair. Utah State, Arizona. Arizona. Okay. Alabama, San Diego State. I think you have Alabama. I do. Creighton, Arizona. Creighton. And to get to the final four, you have Alabama. I have Alabama. Okay. Let's go down to the very east. chalky, very it's okay. sadly chalky right. for me. All right. Let's go down to the east. What do you got in the first round? Uh, I've got um, Purdue, of course. I got I got chalk. Purdue, Duke, Kansas State, and I got Marquette. Okay, but let me just fill it in. Memphis, Florida Atlantic. Oh, I'm sorry. First round. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I got you know I got Florida Atlantic. If a team's going to win 31 games, I'm going to at least take them seriously. Okay. For one round. Tennessee, Louisiana. Uh, I got Tennessee. Kentucky Providence, interesting. Yeah, that's, interesting. That's a, obviously eight nines are meant to be difficult. I'm going to take Kentucky. Don't I have no idea why. And Michigan State, USC. Yeah, that's, that's hard too. Um, I'm going to take Michigan State. I'm going to take out Tom Izzo. That's familiarity and, and favoritism. Okay. I assume you have Purdue beating Florida Atlantic. I do. Duke Tennessee is a very rough game for it Duke. It is very rough for Duke. It is. I think Duke's playing as well as anybody I saw this weekend. I take Duke. For the next two games, okay. I'm taking Duke to beat Purdue. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Kentucky, Kansas State, great game. Yeah, I got Kansas State. I'm going to take Kansas State. Now. And I assume you're going to have Marquette over Michigan State. Yes, I am. I'm going to have Marquette over Michigan State. That's that's difficult for me. Those are two, you know, th- those out of these 64 teams. Let's say I have some familiarity with tw- 12 of them. Michigan State and Marquette are two of the two that I do. Okay. So who's Kansas Kansas State and Marquette? Who you like? Marquette. And how about Duke Marquette? Marquette. Take Marquette. Yeah. Okay. So now we have Alabama Marquette. Who do you like? Um, I'm going to stay with Doc Rivers' boys and my neighbors and take the Marquette Golden Eagles. Okay. That seems fair. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. You know, I mean, Chuck yeah. Smart. I call him Chaka Khan. <laughs> he's pretty good. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty good. Got to the final four at VCU. <coughs> Excuse me, Houston Gonzaga. Uh, I'm going to take Gonzaga. Uh, I'm going to take Timmy. All right, final time. game, Marquette Gonzaga. Gonzaga. I'm gonna, I've never taken Gonzaga before to in a pool. I'm going to take them now. So, my, you know, my prejudice against Gonzaga is uh, stated all the time. 
They play in a conference that I don't think prepares them to win. If you're going to win, you have to win six games. But five games are going to be hard. Four games for sure are going to be hard. And I don't think they are prepared to do that, except maybe this year. Right? Because there's nobody great. Well, I think that 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 criticism of them, Tony, which was certainly valid, I don't think that applies anymore. I don't think the conference – you don't have the kind of conference strength usually. Now, the Big 12 is the best conference. Um, but I think Gonzaga's schedule prepares them. I don't know about their conference. I mean, they, their conference is certainly better than the ACC this year. Oh, yes. But I, but, so they I, got I'm not, teams. I don't have any criticism of their conference. Uh, their, their schedule, Gonzaga's schedule is rough. It prepares them to me. We'll see. To play this year, or, you know, um, is there, are, they as big as, are they as deep as the Big Ten? No. Well, they're better than the ACC. They're better than power, other Power Five. I mean, the SEC, I don't know. The committee did some weird things with seeding in the SEC, but I'm not going to stand up for Hawkins again. I don't watch it. I will tell you the one thing that surprised me, and of course I've got skin in the game because my daughter-in-law, Liz, is a dookie. A five is lower than I thought, Mike. uh, They come in hot. They've won 10 in a row, and they won the ACC tournament, and they were a five. I thought they'd be no worse than a three. Honestly, that's what I thought. Yeah, I, I, I... Yeah, again, Tony, I, I don't have the big picture content. Yeah, me too. Because I don't see enough. Me too. I, I hear what you're saying about hot and coming. I, I watched, I, I've watched Duke's last six or seven games starting at the end of the regular season. I watched those games. I've seen Duke a lot. I watched Virginia a lot. Um, I've watched Maryland a lot. Obviously, I've watched all the Big Ten, the, in the Northwestern, Indiana, Purdue, Michigan State. I've watched those schools a lot over the last month. But I don't have the context to look at college basketball. And, and, the, and the thing is, because you have now, it's kind of like the NBA. You have players that, except that we can't identify them. But by the time we get to the NBA playoffs, we know who every great player is, and we know what that one guy can do to another team. So we know even three years ago, two years ago, that Luka Doncic can beat a team. We, we know that. What we don't know is how to identify that player in college necessarily. I mean, Jay Billis does. I, I, you and I, I don't know that we watch no, enough I, college basketball I understand anymore. what you're saying. I'm just going to make this comparison. You know? Texas is a two-seed. Texas won. They beat Kansas, a big-time yeah. team. Texas won the Big 12, okay? Yeah. They're 26-8. and eight. They're yeah. a two-seed. Duke is 26 and 8. They're yeah, a 5 but, seed. Yeah, but I don't know. Two, 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 two 26 and 8s don't mean the same thing. I'm just saying yeah. that the 5 seemed low to me. Yeah. I think Texas is better than Duke from what I saw. And I'll mm-hmm. give you that, but it's three but lines I, different. Well, I, not just, really. I mean, it's the difference between maybe being number 12 and being number uh, uh, 15. Uh, what, uh, what, what is it? 13 and 8 would be it, the math. 13. Okay. So, I mean, that's five spots. I don't know what that I means. I don't know. I don't. Uh, but, I don't like it. you know, I, I, I want to see, and eight. you know, I want to see what the, what, what, yeah, I want to see 17 the and 8. They yeah, got Duke no higher than 17. Who does, who does the tournament show me? The kid, the kid on Duke, who's the local kid? Is he from Paul the Sixth? Like, I know every kid in D.C. now to some degree because the scout that I live with. That's I understand. Calls me up and, you know, he sends me clips. I haven't seen what I've gotten. It's too early out here. Matthew knows he better not wake me up at 5.50 Eastern, uh, Pacific time now. He sends me clips and says, Dad, here's the point guard on so-and-so is from, and then you 
pick a school in the DMV. And I go, what? And then I see that kid play. The kid on Duke Roach is his name. And even Paul the Sixth. That kid from Paul the Sixth, yes. maybe? Yeah. And he, okay, so that kid maybe was hurt a little bit earlier or started off Yeah, early. they've had injuries. Yeah. Okay, and so now you go, oh, my. <laughs> you know, that's the kid my son's talking about. So, like, the tournament, the fun for me, I'm not even going to watch the tournament the same way. I'm not going to pretend to because I don't know anything. I want the tournament to reveal to me who's any good. Like, I, I know this is the wrong reason, Tony. You and I watched for 50 years. We've watched tournament, and we've told people, hey, be fair. Let these people be college basketball players. Let them show at their level, in their context, what it is they can do and their teams can do. And now I can't even do that anymore. I'm going to watch the tournament to see who I'm going to see next, next year. year. Oh, that's yeah. fair. All right. Yeah. I will talk to you later. Go back to school. All right, Tom. Michael Wilbon, boys and girls, we will take a break. Spike Braun will join us when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Tony Kornheiser Show. Once again, this is Daisy K. Meadows, singer-songwriter from Carroll County in Maryland. That's Northern Maryland, isn't it, Carroll County? I believe so, yes. I think that is. This is a song called Two Ships. You can listen to her without me babbling over it at the end of the show. Both of her songs. I guess I like that name, Daisy K. Meadows. It's a nice name, isn't it? Yeah. But it's K, it's just capital K, period. It's not K-A-Y. Right. It's not Mary Kay, like Mary Kay Place. Daisy K. Meadows. Homer J. Simpson. Homer J. Simpson. Michael, if people like Daisy K. want to send in their original music, how do they do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at com. And she plays in Spike Braun, who made his debut on this show many years ago when he did not have a masculine voice. <laughs> and now he's ready to go to college. So, like, he's a real kid now. You ready, Spike? You ready to go? I've been ready for the last 10 years, Tony. There we go. Got to like that. That's Gary's kid. <laughs> Got to like that. We're going to start on the top right on our bracket, which is the Midwest, which is the Houston uh, part of the draw. Uh, what do you have going into the second round? Are there any upsets, including 8-9? Um, yeah, I'm going to start big. I have Kent State knocking off Indiana early. Wow. Um, I've wow, okay. Been, been a fan of them heading into the tournament, and I don't think Indiana's uh, that strong of a team outside of Hood Shafino and Jackson Davis. So Kent State, that would be huge. Okay, what else? Anything else? I have the winner of that 11 game knocking off Iowa State. Um, well, so, but who is it? Is it Mississippi State or Pitt? I don't want to – I don't want to – classify that because to be honest i'm not sure and if i say the wrong team i'm gonna sound stupid so i'll just say the winner of that game <laughs> okay we have to actually have a name here okay we'll just say winner oh do you do you need a name i'll, I'll go mississippi state that's, that's fine we'll give it to you bit, either but... way you know what i'm saying yeah. we're gonna give it to you either way <laughs> okay what else uh, I, and then i have uh 
representing the Big Ten, Penn State over Texas A&M, which should be the game of the first round, in my opinion. That's very yeah. Penn State, Penn State and Duke walk into this tournament the way at North Carolina did last year. They walk in with good games in a row, even though Penn State lost to Purdue. They played very well. Okay, bottom of the bracket, the Kansas region. What do you got? Um, for that one, I only have one upset. I got Boise State knocking off Wilbon's Northwestern. Oh, okay, so and everything else is chalk for you there? Everything else is chalk. So you have Arkansas, you have St. Mary's, you have UConn. UConn, yesterday, the whole ESPN crew, because they live in Connecticut, basically, yeah. picked UConn to go to the final eight. I don't, you know, I mean. I know Billis was very high. As Lefty would say, I don't know, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, let's go to the Alabama side of the draw. What do you have in terms of upsets? Um, this is my this is my upset region. I have Charleston knocking off San Diego State. I feel like that's a pretty common upset pick right there. Do you have Maryland um, winning in, for your mom? Maryland grad, do you have Maryland winning? Yeah, I do. Okay, uh, that's they've fun. been a pain to watch all season, but... Um, <laughs> I think I think that they'll get the job done against West Virginia. Okay, let's go down the line. So uh, you don't have Furman beating Virginia, do you? Uh, I do. Wow. I think Virginia's Virginia's not a tournament team. Um, they don't really have anyone who can put the ball in the hoop when they need a basket. And, okay, and haven't been a big fan. Go ahead. And then uh, I have Utah State knocking off Mizzou. Yeah, I, I could see that. I think that Creighton is pretty good. Um, so I you do, have, too. You have Creighton and you have Baylor. Yes. Okay, we're going to get back to all of these things. We're just going to go first round. We're going to do a little different this year. And now the Purdue round. Who do you have, Spike, in that one? Um, I have all chalk in this one. Okay. You have Except Memphis. Memphis pretty impressive the other day. Yeah, I feel like not picking Oral Roberts or Tennessee to go down there are upsets in their own right. Um I think I was really high on Oral Roberts, you know, undefeated in conference play, won their tournament, but when they were matched up against Duke, I mean, Duke is arguably the only team hotter than them at the moment. So Okay, that's all fair. So now we're going to go back, and we're going to get into the 16s. We're going to go back on the right-hand side, the Midwest. Houston, Iowa, who you got? Got Houston. I'm assuming Marcus Sasser is going to be okay to play. They're starting point guard. Groin injury. um, Groin injury, yeah. Yeah, okay. if if he's not, I still think they get it done there. Miami, Kent State. Got Miami. Okay. Um, Mississippi State, Xavier. Xavier, I'm pretty high on the Big East this year. I think that they're going to have like four or five teams in the Sweet 16. And Penn State, Texas, which would be one of the glamour games of that region. I do have Texas. They just won the Big 12 chip, and I think that they're they're out for more. Okay. Houston, Miami. Got Houston winning that one. I've played the safe pick. I'm just going to, again, just assume that they have their point guard. But um, Miami Miami doesn't play any defense, so I, don't like I think that's what the Houston like will win. Xavier, Texas. <laughs> Got Texas winning that one. If you asked me who, who I would pick to win the whole thing, I think I might pick Texas because I really know nothing. Wilbon and I are in the <laughs> same position that we don't actually know anything this year. All right, Kansas, <laughs> Arkansas in the West. Um, I got Kansas winning that one. Okay. St. Mary's, UConn. UConn. So you like the Big East. That's what you've said. TCU, Gonzaga. 
I think the one year Gonzaga has the best chance to win it is the one year where no one is high on them. I think that they're going to fly under the radar this year. Okay. And obviously beat TCU. Uh, Boise State, UCLA. Got UCLA winning that one. Kansas, UConn. Until last week when Texas shredded Kansas twice, I thought Kansas was the best team in the country. Who you got? Kansas, UConn. Um, I like UConn a lot to win this game. Uh, they wow. have they have a shooting guard who actually went to my sister's high school, Gaithersburg, Jordan Hawkins. Uh-huh. Um, they have Sonogo, their big man, and I think that the key to winning is just shooting, surrounded by a nice big man in college basketball. So wow, I have UConn going far this year and knocking off Kansas. And I bet you got Gonzaga beating UCLA. I do. UCLA's shooting guard is injured, I believe, uh, with a torn Achilles. So okay. I think Gonzaga drew Timmy too much firepower on that team. We'll get back to this one. Let's go to the other side. Alabama-Maryland, which is a game everybody here wants to see. Because you have a chance to knock off the number one team. You're ha- happy to have that chance. I wouldn't call it a chance, Mr. Tony. <laughs> <Okay>. I think <laughs> Alabama right. by 50. Okay. <laughs> uh, College of Charleston versus Furman. Two southern schools that nobody's heard of except me. <laughs> Um, I have Charleston. I don't really know much about either team except Charleston has like 30-some wins, so. Okay. I'll go with them. Creighton-Baylor. I think Creighton's going to knock off Baylor. Again, they're pretty well-rounded, and they're a Big East team, so. Okay. Utah State-Arizona. Arizona. By the way, I was, I was so happy that Arizona beat UCLA and that Mick Cronin could shut his fat yap <laughs> about what a joke it was that Arizona was rated higher than UCLA. Good. Shut up. Am I right on that one, Spike? <laughs> I wasn't aware of that one, but uh, oh, yeah. I've, I've never been a Mick Cronin fan myself. So He ran yeah, his yap about a week and a half ago, and now Arizona beat him. So shut up, <laughs> as Will Bond would say. All right, Purdue-Memphis. That's a pretty good game. Purdue's not that good. Purdue-Memphis. Yeah, I, I do not think Purdue is good outside of Edie. Um, I have Memphis taking that one home. They have a 22-point-a-game scorer themselves and Kendrick Davis. They got a good big man who scores like 17 a game. I think they just got the firepower to beat Purdue. Memphis. Okay, Duke-Tennessee. Very good game. Very good game. Um, my girlfriend goes to the University of Tennessee, and um, originally I had told her that – they were going to be first-round exits, so she's lucky I had them going this far, but I got, I got Duke knocking them off. Okay. They're without their point guard, too. Kentucky-Kansas State. I like Kansas State. I like the story that surrounds them. Keontae Johnson, their star player, back after um, collapsing a couple of years ago. I think it's a good story there, so they're going to knock off Kentucky. And Michigan State-Marquette. Yeah, Marquette would in that one. Okay. And now we're going to get to the, the eights and the fours. Houston, Texas. Um, I have Texas knocking off Houston. Again, just uncertainty around that Houston team. Texas is going into the tournament strong. Okay. UConn, Gonzaga. I have UConn making a Final wow. Four appearance. Wow. Wow. It's the other Hurley. Alabama, Charleston. Um, Alabama will win that one. Creighton, Arizona. Got Arizona there, so a one-two matchup in the South. And who do you like to win? Got Alabama winning that one. Brandon Miller is one of the best players in the country, if not the best player in the country, so I think he'll carry them. He's certainly the best player under police scrutiny in the country. He's <laughs> yes. certainly that. <laughs> Memphis, Memphis against here. Duke. 
Memphis is strong. Penny Hardaway knows what he's doing. Memphis Duke. They are. I got I got Duke in that one, but I think it'll be a close game. Um, okay. And, and you Kansas, know, State, Kansas State and Marquette. I have Marquette knocking off Kansas State there. Um, I would like to I would like to make note that you have me at eight fifteen a.m. on a Monday, and I barely got twelve hours to even look at the bracket. So right. I think I think that's a little unfair, Mister Tony. I think that um, you know you had to you knew that I was one of the strongest competitors in this that you're going to have on, and um, I think you had to kind of like limit my abilities a little bit. Couldn't even look at the spreads until like late last night. So you're a kid. You could there. stay up all night and do this. You have all kinds of energy. The rest of us are in our seventies. Now stop. Stop. I don't want to hear this. I had homework. I want to hear it. Homework, oh, it please. Doesn't matter, does it? Duke Marquette. You're already you know you're going to college. You don't have to do any homework. Duke Marquette. I have Marquette winning that. I like Tyler Kolek, their point guard. Okay. Let's go Alabama, Marquette. I think, you know, the 1% chance that this game actually does happen, it'll be a close game. Um, I, have, I have Alabama winning, though, just off the sheer firepower of Brandon Miller, and I think that Javon Quinterly is he's a good point guard for that Bama team, even though it's not shown on the stat sheet. He can really control that game late. Okay. Texas-UConn. You've just, you've just, you got two... You have two Big East teams in the Final Four. You just knocked off one. Texas-UConn. I'm going to keep the other one. I have UConn winning this one. I, I'm really high on UConn this year. I have been since, like, December. So I'm, I'm going to ride with them. That's Danny Hurley's team, right? Danny Hurley's the coach there, I think. Yeah. All right, Alabama-UConn. You know, this is, this is a good game, and um, I'm just going to go with the safe pick here. Uh, I like Alabama to win the national championship under Nate Oaks. I mean, I think it'll be a it'll be an interesting story to say the least after the um, yes, it will the controversy. There be a lot of scrutiny year. on that team and that coach and that kid. Two two of those kids on that team. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't doesn't matter if they have a ring though, does it? No. Uh, it kind of kind of does, but I mean, you know, <laughs> if they're cleared to play, they're cleared to play with or without. You know, it, one of them, That's Brandon true, Miller's yeah. going right to the pros. He's going yeah. to pros. All right. Thank you, Spike. I, I, under tremendous hardship of having to get up, being 17 years old and having to get up. Thank, Thank you, Sp- you. It's, Spike Braun. It's a Braun. pleasure every year. Spike Thank Braun, you. boys and girls. We'll take a break. Come back with email and jingle. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. thrilling that they did this. It's, it's the Mizzou marching band. Come on now. It's thrilling. Totally thrilling. Totally. You want to do the Bethesda Bagel ad, please? Yeah, I got the bagel sandwiches today. Always Good. happy about that. Good. Go to Bethesda Bagels, uh, BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in and you'll be thrilled. So before we get to the mailbag in honor of the tournament, let me just say, do you want to dance and hold my hand? Tell me I'm your lover, man. Oh, baby, do you want to dance? Now, that's re- done by a variety of people. The original person who did that, I believe, is Bobby Freeman. Yes. The Beach Boys did it and did it great. The Mamas and the Papas did it. Yeah. And did it slow and did it haunting and did it great. They really did. 
Our guests today, we thank Michael Wilbon and Spike Braun. We thank our sponsors, ZipRecruiter, ButcherBox, Liquid IV. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple, please leave us a review. Special shout out to the Brooks Brothers Outlet, the Tanger series out on uh, Route 1. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I was out there. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Salling, or Sailing, in Plymouth, Michigan. I almost drove off the road when I heard Michael talk about the Animal versus Books. My seven-year-old masculine child spent the better part of a week telling me how a king cobra can kill a Komodo dragon in great detail. (laughs) He's obsessed with these books. So the hammer got a uh, plush snake over the weekend that he has nicknamed Death. Liz Liz probably changed the name, but I still refer to him as Death. It's just (laughs) unbelievable. Uh, You know, we did that thing with Irish sports. Oh, that's right. We got all of these emails on Irish sports. This is from Garrett Bonner in Dublin. The other day you asked about Irish sports and what that involved. While we don't normally play baseball with a potato, we do have several native sports, which are amongst the oldest in the world. The Gaelic Athletic Association is an Irish amateur sporting organization focused primarily on promoting indigenous Gaelic sports and pastimes, which include the traditional Irish sports of hurling. That's not vomiting, is it? We don't think so. Camogie, camogie, ladies hurling, not vomiting, Gaelic football, Gaelic handball, and rounders. Every parish in Ireland has a GAA club. And most rural areas, it's the heart of the community. Everyone, no matter what their ability is, can play for their local club. But the best players go on to play for county. We have 32 counties in Ireland, 26 in the Republic of Ireland, and 6 in Northern Ireland. Every year, as these counties, as well as London and New York, all these counties, as well as London and New York, compete in the Gaelic football and hurling All-Ireland Championships, with the winners of both competitions being crowned the All-Ireland Champions. We're not egotistical enough to crown them world champions, even though, like the Kansas City Chiefs are world champions in American <laughs> football, Limerick and Kerry would be the current world champions in hurling and Gaelic football. And it goes on and on and on. It's really nice. It's Hurling, he says, is over 2,000 years old. How about and the that? fastest field sport in the country. You know. On a separate note, 25 years ago, I spent two very enjoyable summers on Long Island selling surfboards to rich Americans in East Hampton and Montauk. Having never stood on a surfboard should have made my job a little difficult, but I picked up a few terms. Turned out I was pretty good at convincing people I knew what I was talking about. Every couple of days, someone would come in, buy a board for me, and then suggest I go surfing with them when I got off work. And my reply to this request was always the same. I come from Ireland. We surf on proper waves. Not this pathetic excuse for waves you have here. If you ever make it to Ireland, look me up, and I'll show you how to really surf. Everyone left the shop convinced that this pasty skin patty was some sort of surfing god back in Ireland. Anyway, I better go and see. I have a spud that needs to be hit with a stick. Garrett Bonner in Dublin. It's really wonderful. Thanks, guy. And Colleen Moriarty, who sent the original thing on that. Mm-hmm. Colleen writes, We don't chase the cheese down the hill, but you can convince me to chase a good Irish whiskey down the hill. I appreciate your help spreading the word. I know you did a bit of Googling, but in case you were curious about Gaelic games, the sport of Gaelic football and hurling are ancient games. been played for thousands of years in Ireland, though they are somewhat more adi- addition, recent addition to the landscape of American sports. Our club has football for men and women, as well as hurling for men, and Kamogi, C-A-M-O-G-I-E, Kamogi, Kamogi. Sure. For those who've never seen nor heard of hurling, it can best be explained as a blend of lacrosse and field hockey, played by teams of 15 on a pitch, nearly twice the size of a football field. Players use a stick with a flat end for striking to hit a small leather ball called a sliatar. Players must use the stick to lift the ball off the ground and then carry it for a few steps before they have to pass it. You can pass with either the stick or by smacking the ball with the palm, called hand passing. Players score by firing the ball into a net past a keeper for three points or over the uprights above the goal for one. It's lovely, all of these things. Michael, you never played any of these things, do you? No. I never did either. Million to one, the new game. I'm going to do two or three of these and then get out of here. This is uh, all right, Ben Carton. 
It's a million to one if this is the new game that I have a whopper for you. Back when my grandparents were alive, we would take many, many trips to Atlantic City. They loved to gamble. <coughs> my father loved to shoot craps. At least, as he got older, his macular degeneration got so bad that he couldn't see. At least that is what he told us. Yet sometimes he would spot money on the floor hundreds of feet away. <laughs> anyway, it was either 2004 or 2005, and I was at the craps table with him placing his bets as he could not see his chips on the table itself. It was then his turn to shoot, and he wanted me to be the shooter. Well, I got on a hot streak, which I know nothing about because to this day I still do not understand craps, and people started gathering around the table. It was probably 4 or 5 p.m., so right before our dinner reservations when I heard a voice from behind me, tell the old man to throw his own dice. Now, a little background about my grandfather. He was a veteran of the Navy, and he grew up in Brooklyn. He had a general store there until it burned down, and then he moved down here to Baltimore. He was very well-known growing up, and all us kids knew about him, and his past was his name carried some weight. My grandfather hadn't lost any of his hearing, so he turned around and asked who said that when a gentleman get right, got right in his face and said, I did, Marv. My grandfather's name was Marvin. That gentleman was Jerry Stiller. <laughs> Apparently, he and my grandfather grew up in the same neighborhood in Brooklyn and would run into each other from time to time in Atlantic City. But this was my first time seeing this interaction. My grandfather knew right away who it was by the voice, and he told Mr. Stiller he should shut his effing mouth while the kid keeps rolling. I crapped out a few turns later, and then my grandfather and Mr. Stiller went to the bar to catch up. I sat there and listened to them talk about Brooklyn as if it was this majestic place that now only existed in their minds. The conversation, which was probably about only 10 to 15 minutes, seemed to last an hour before my grandmother came down to get my grandfather for dinner. She said hello to Jerry as well, and we all left to go eat. My grandfather passed in 2009, right after my grandmother in 2008. But his experience has lived with me, and he will continue to forever. As Jerry said, as Frank Costanza in Seinfeld, when he fell on Fusilli, Jerry, what oh, is Fusilli that? Jerry. Fusilli yes. Jerry, and had to see the proctologist at the end of the episode. <laughs> it was a million to one, Doc. A million to one. P.S. I'm on episode 151 of Chuck and Roxy. P.P.S. My cousin is Ralph Mouth. Yes, that Ralph Mouth. Donnie Most. Wow. How about that? Unbelievable. What? Scott Dean in Caitlin, Illinois. I have a million to one story about my family history. My step-grandfather told my mother about a time there was a tomato in the rural... Tornado. Tomato. There was a tornado in the rural Indiana area he was living in, and after the storm, he found a baby alive in a field. Fast forward a few years later when my mom was talking to a co-worker, and that co-worker stated that when she was a baby, there was a tornado and somebody found her in a field. It was 30 years later after the tornado, they found out who they were. That's, really? that's wild. Okay. You say tornado. I say tornado. <laughs> Wynn Mosman. Attorney at law in Moscow, Idaho. How's this for a million to one? Forty years ago, I was a homesick young missionary working in Kyoto, Japan. One wintry evening, we were working in a densely populated residential neighborhood, trying to chat with people at their doors. After enduring a bunch of rejections and closed doors, a woman interrupted my halting Japanese and said in perfect English, where are you from? When I told her I was from Moscow, a little town in the state of Idaho, she immediately went back inside, returned to the door with an American woman. A woman looked at me, looked at my name tag, and said, you must be Barbara Mosman's boy. <laughs> what? What? The woman told me she was visiting her friend in Kyoto, but owned a clothing store near my hometown, and my mother was a frequent customer. What an elegant lady. What a nice woman, she told me. This unlikely interaction on a stranger's doorstep brightened my mood and still amazes me four decades later. The Google machine tells me that Kyoto had a population of approximately 1.5 million people when I lived there, and it's over 5,200 miles from my little town of Moscow, Idaho, where I still live and work. Are you you're kidding, right? <laughs> Must you be Bob's be, kid. Yeah. You gotta be kidding. <laughs> one more from Rodney B. in Rehoboth Beach, who signs it one day at a time, baby. Long time listener, episode unknown. 
Anyway, I'm in a pub in Ireland watching County Mayo football on the television when this guy next to me asked me who's playing. I immediately recognized his American accent and asked him where he's from. Being somewhat put out by the question, he answered Baltimore. Really, what part? With a roll of his eyes, he replies, Roland Park. Really, what's your name? Now he really wants me to leave him alone, but he tells me anyway. One last question. Do you have a son? Yes, his name is Bob, not his real name. Got it. I'm his sponsor in AA. Have a nice day. Just, come on. Come on. What have we got here? If you're out on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white. Now, don't you tell me you don't remember me because I sure as heck fire remember you. Who is Tony? Tony Kornhauser. <laughs> Who is that? That's a PTI guy on ESPN. Okay. <laughs> summer evening watching the fireflies dance in the night thinking of how lucky i am to have you right here by my side oh yeah dishes are done the kids are all fed nothing to do but be in the moment talking about where we might go next you ask me my favorite place i've been
each other's brother both ready to set sail to a new land a new life clear skies flat open water a light breeze to push them farther two ships making the progress they both Lost sight of each other, drifting.
returns to a harbor one ship one man without a brother Ooh.